This is Pastor Landon Davis. Thank you for joining me for our daily Bible study. And we'll be reading from Acts chapter 22 of the World English Bible. Brothers and sisters, listen to the defense which I now make to you. When they heard that he spoke to them in the Hebrew language, they were even more quiet. He said, I am indeed a Jew, born in Tarsus of Cilicia, but brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, instructed according to the strict tradition of the laws of our fathers, being zealous for God, even as you all are today. I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prison both men and women, as also the high priests and all the council of the elders testify, from whom also I received letters to the brothers and traveled to Damascus to bring them also, who were there to Jerusalem in bonds to be punished." As I made my journey and came close to Damascus, about noon, suddenly a great light shone around me in the sky. I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to me, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? I answered, Who are you, Lord? He said to me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom you persecute. Those who were with me indeed saw the light and were afraid, but they didn't understand the voice of him who spoke to me. I said, What shall I do, Lord? The Lord said to me, Arise and go into Damascus. There you will be told about all things which are appointed you to do. When I couldn't see for the glory of the light, being led by the hand of those who were with me, I came into Damascus. One Ananias, a devout man according to the law, well reported of by all the Jews who lived in Damascus, came to me and standing by me said to me, Brother Saul, receive your sight. In that very hour I looked up at him. He said, The God of our fathers has appointed you to know his will and to see the righteous one and to hear a voice from his mouth. For you will be a witness for him to all men of what you have seen and heard. Now why do you wait? Arise, be baptized, and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. When I had returned to Jerusalem, and while I prayed in the temple, I fell into a trance, and saw him saying to me, Hurry and get out of Jerusalem quickly, because they will not receive testimony concerning me from you. I said, Lord, they themselves know that I imprisoned and beat in every synagogue those who believed in you. When the blood of Stephen your witness was shed, I also was standing by, consenting to his death, and guarding the cloaks of those who killed him. He said to me, Depart, for I will send you out far from here to the Gentiles. Now, Paul was an absolutely brilliant man. He was very educated, yet his defense here seems to be anything but a defense. And I I believe it's because he was so open and bold in his ministry, there was no way to be discreet about what he had done. His actions would have convicted him uh, of uh, promoting and and propagating this gospel of Christ. Remember, the Jews are angry with him because they're accusing him of teaching men that they don't have to keep the Jewish law. And so for Paul's defense, he actually just shares his testimony of his conversion. And from the very beginning, he starts saying things that would have surely infuriated the Jews. First, he describes when he sees the light and he says, "Who Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus. And so he describes Jesus as the Lord. Now, remember the chief commandment of the Jewish law is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And so he's equating Jesus to the mighty God. And then he goes a step further, and he tells when Ananias came to him, and he said, Ananias came so that you would, or the Lord appeared to you, sorry, is what Ananias told him, the Lord appeared to you so that you would know his will and see the righteous one. 
And so when he describes Jesus as the righteous one, he's showing uh, Jesus to be the Messiah, this anointed one that was going to come, God's righteous servant. And he's showing that Jesus is not only the Lord, but he's also the Messiah. He's the Christ. And so if what he said was true, he knew the will of God, but the Jewish people did not. In fact, they would be guilty of neglecting and crucifying their Messiah. Then he shared Ananias' instructions, and his instructions were that Paul needed to arise and be baptized and wash away his sins by calling on the name of the Lord, speaking of Jesus. And even today in the Christian church, there would be people who would not be pleased with this testimony because Paul already believed that Jesus was the Lord. He had already turn from the life that he was living and was being obedient. So we would say he's a repentant believer. But since he hadn't yet been baptized, Ananias told him, you need to be baptized, calling on the name of the Lord so your sins can be forgiven. And uh, so for even some Christian groups today, that would be a controversial statement. But for the Jews of that day, it would have been very controversial because he's making the connection between being baptized in the name of Jesus and having your sins washed away. Sins were forgiven uh, by Christ and not by the Old Testament sacrificial system. And he's being charged for teaching people that they didn't have to keep the Old Testament. And then finally, he stated that God sent him to the Gentiles because the Jews wouldn't receive his testimony. Well, this really set them off. Verse 22, they listened to him until he said that. Then they lifted up their voice and said, Rid the earth of this fellow, for he isn't fit to live. As they cried out, threw off their cloaks, and threw dust into the air, the commanding officer commanded him to be brought into the barracks, ordering him to be examined by scourging, that he might know for what crime they shouted against him like that. When they had tied him up with the thongs, with thongs, Paul asked the centurion who stood by, Is it lawful for you to scourge a man who is a Roman and not found guilty? When the centurion heard it, he went to the commanding officer and told him, Watch what you are about to do, for this man is a Roman. The commanding officer came and asked him, Tell me, are you a Roman? He said, Yes. The commanding officer answered, I bought my citizen for a great citizenship for a great price. Paul said, But I was born a Roman. Immediately, those who were about to examine him departed from him, and the commanding officer also was afraid when he realized that he was a Roman because he had bound him. But on the next day, desiring to know the truth about why he was accused by the Jews, he freed him from the bonds and commanded the chief priests and all the council to come together and brought Paul down and set him before them. So Paul reveals that he is a Jew, but he also was born a Roman citizen. And so the fact that he was a Roman uh, protected him from this unlawful beating. But more than that, it also opened the door for Paul to be able to speak face to face to the chief priest and the council, his accusers. And even greater than that, what we're going to see is it's kind of the start of a domino effect that will lead to him not only testifying in Jerusalem, but all the way into Rome. And so this is going to set the stage for, for much of what will occur in the remaining 
years that Paul has in his life. Uh, and so this sets the stage for how God is going to use him. Uh, but what we see here is a man that is so convinced of the gospel of Christ that he can't help but testify. And it, and every opportunity he has, he shares the gospel and he's quick to share his testimony and try to persuade men. And so let's pray that we would have that same impulse in our hearts. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We ask that you would help us, help us to effectively share our testimony, help us to have compassion on souls, help us to love the gospel and believe the gospel so much that we spread it abroad. We pray it in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Join me again tomorrow for another episode.